Welcome to the SLS Discovery Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Adam Zweifach, who is Professor in the Department of Molecular and Cell Biology at the University of Connecticut. So, hi, Adam. Welcome to the SLS Discovery Podcast. Hello, Rob. So, you're the guest editor on the upcoming Protocols Special Issue of SLS Discovery, and you've recently joined the journal as Protocols Editor. Um, so firstly, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. I was born in New York City, grew up on the Upper East Side. I got interested in science at a very early age, and I pursued kind of a random walk pathway. My initial interest was actually in how taste transduction worked, and that led me to study epithelial tissues. And while doing that, I became interested in lymphocytes, and that led me ultimately to developing a research program around signal transduction in cytotoxic T cells. And that led me to an interest in assay development and drug discovery. Interesting. I was following it up until the last minute. It's interesting how you got that. You're following the different bits of biology, but actually that leads you into assay dev and drug discovery. Really yes. Interesting. And one of the things that I didn't appreciate when I sort of transitioned my research into that area was how very difficult it can be to do drug discovery related research in an academic setting. There are a lot of barriers in academia that obviously industry doesn't face. Interesting. Do you want to expand a bit more on those? Sure. So a few universities have actually made strategic investments in screening centers, compound libraries, medicinal chemistry. And I think those are the environments where academics can really move drug discovery efforts forward. UConn is not one of those, unfortunately. And so, you know, we don't have access to good compound libraries. We don't have arrangements with chemists to diversify and expand hits into potentially more useful compounds. And so there are a lot of barriers to doing it that I was unaware of when I started moving in this direction. And that had I known more, I might've thought differently. Uh, that's really interesting. It sounds like you're quite well set up to do the hit discovery, you know, bring interesting biology against a compound library, but then the, I guess the lead optimization is the bit that will be challenging without the access to the chemistry. Yeah, but also getting access to good, high-quality screening libraries. They're, they're mm. quite expensive, and they're not the kind of thing an individual investigator can purchase. Typically, they would be bought by an institution and housed in a facility for that purpose, a screening center. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that's, that's, that's one of the key things within companies. That's a lot of their IP resides in the quality of their compound libraries. Yes, it does. Excellent. So, Adam, the upcoming special issue on protocol special issues and new departure for SLAS discovery. So what should we expect to see in this special issue that differs from the other issues? Well, what we've put together in this issue is a collection of six protocols that focus on, on various topics that are going to be of interest to the SLAS discovery readers. A lot of them involve organoids or primary tissues. There are a lot of the protocols that involve high content imaging. These are things that people are excited by. And what's very different here is that these are not research papers. They're not intended to present 
new science so much as they're intended to communicate in great detail, step by step, how to accomplish a particular set of scientific tasks. They range in scope from relatively, you know, more limited activities to full multiple day prepare primary cells, culture them, get them ready, image them, analyze the data. And working with Maria Francesca Scalise and Mark Bickle, we were able to put together a format for the protocols that really provides a newer level of detail about how to do each step, where you can go wrong, what the quality control measures should be, what the data should look like to guarantee that you're following the protocol properly. That's a really interesting development. I guess traditionally, protocols were tucked away in the method sections of papers or maybe you know, expanded out into some of the methods or current protocols, um, journals or collections. But traditionally, they would come primarily from academic groups. I mean, is that the same in this special issue? Is it primarily driven by publications from academic groups or are you getting protocols coming from industry as well? So far, we have a mix. I think it's about half and half of academic and industry contributions. I'm going to be interested going forward, as this becomes a regular article type in the journal, to see, first of all, whether there is interest in this sort of publication within the SLAS discovery community. And second, whether we keep getting contributions from industrial members. Because in industry, there could be concerns about IP. Going back to the, as you said, the very early days of science, you know, largely from traditions like alchemy, where if you were trying to turn lead into gold and you thought you were onto something, you weren't going to share that information. Yes, I've kept that particular protocol to myself. <laughs> right. You, you did. <laughs> uh, well, that is why we were talking about the Caribbean out there. That's true. It sounds to me like you, you sort of described what the drivers are for developing this special issue. So, but maybe it's worth just repeating those. What made you think that this was the right time to develop this as a special issue? I actually have to give credit where credit is due. Bob Campbell, it was his idea. I think it's something that he's had in mind for a number of years. What I did was step up with Maria Francesca and Mark and move the ball forward. I think that Bob realized that there is a need in the SLAS community for a place to publish protocols. It's not being met by the other protocol publications that exist because the kinds of protocols that SLAS discovery readers want to see are not the same as those in methods in molecular biology or other protocols venues. You know, so people look to SLAS discovery for content related to drug discovery and assay development, and that's the obvious place to put protocols related to that. How did protocols develop over history? Because you're right, it's an interesting thing in there around people trying to keep things secret in the old days versus actually these days we want to communicate protocols out to everyone, actually try and ensure things like consistency. That'd be quite useful to highlight. Right. I think that not having 
clear protocols can be a real barrier to science because people can't get reproducible results if they're doing different things. And so the ability to communicate in a great deal of detail what exactly needs to be done is really important for science to progress. One of the things that I'll be very curious to see with SLAS discovery is to what extent industry partners are willing to share their protocols. Because I come from an academic background where there's a different set of imperatives. And I'll be curious to know whether folks in industry are willing to share details that might give competitors an edge. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, I wonder how that would work in reality. I think there's a fairly good record of companies from industry actually sharing protocols. I mean, most often they're probably hidden away in methods papers. It would be very interesting to see, as you were describing, a dedicated protocols. You mentioned earlier that you would look for the success of this to be something that is useful for the SLAS discovery community. Is that something that you're, as protocols editor, you're looking for feedback from the readers? Yes, I would welcome feedback from the readers. In the piece I wrote introducing the special issue, I said that, I want to reiterate it. I need to know whether or not these protocols are of use to the readership. I would like to hear what protocols they would like to see published whether there are people who have protocols that I should be contacting to see if they'd be willing to share protocols. I mean, ultimately, whether there is a genuine need for this kind of publication will be determined by the response we get. If people don't submit protocols, then the article type will fail. Yeah, absolutely. And I presume that people can get in contact with you through the SLAS Discovery website? That's probably the best way is through the SLAS Discovery website. Great. So in the special issue, are there any particular protocols that you'd like to highlight? I was looking them over yesterday, and honestly, I think they're all wonderful. I don't have a favorite. There are some differences between them in scope, but I think really each is a very valuable contribution and I would not want to single any of them out above the others because I really like them all. Very good. That's very diplomatic and exactly what I say to my kids as well. No, it's true. I mean, <laughs> as somebody who you know has recently joined the SLAS community relatively recently, I kind of defer to people who've been doing this kind of work longer to know what is really exciting to them. You know, and I, I hope to learn that as we go along which is one of the reasons I'm, I'm soliciting feedback. I think that, that will be great, and hopefully you'll get lots of feedback from the special issue. What should we expect to see from you as the protocols editor over the next year? Well, what I'm going to do is try my best to make sure that we have high-quality protocol submissions that conform to the format that we envisioned for these submissions, or if we realize that there are problems with the format, shortcomings, things that aren't there, things that are redundant, that we modify the format so that it really meets the needs of our readers. We had models to work from as we tried to develop 
our expectations for the format, but realizing that SLAS discovery readers have sort of unique interests compared to people in other fields, I want to make sure that what we're giving them is what they want to see. Great. I'm looking forward to seeing how this develops over the year. I think it's been something that is always absolutely critical to the SLAS discovery readership. You know, they are tend to be a very practical bunch who are looking to implement specific protocols. And if we can get useful and accurate protocols for them, that I think that would be absolutely invaluable. Right. Great, Adam. Well, thank you for the uh, insight into this special issue and introducing us to the protocols section of SLAS Discovery and yourself as protocols editor. And we'll look forward to that special issue coming out very soon.